It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing to have us a good day. This is Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Zach Blackerby and Michael Papp is here with you. You've been waiting for this for a long time, dude. Yeah, ever since you told me, I don't even remember which Friday that was, like mid-show, that we were going to interview Sal, I've been counting down the minutes. I mean... It's here. I was I was audibly rattled that day, and uh, <laughs> I've been excited ever since. Yeah, Sal Canella, former Auburn tight end slash big slot slash athlete, and he'll talk about all his different positions, joins us uh, in just a moment. Just a heads up, the next eight shows, this one included have all been canned. None of these are live. And so if something big happens, we'll cover it when we get back. Um, these are all canned. My wife is giving birth. It is an exciting time. Does and canned not mean canceled? I've heard things like you put it in the can and it's like you got it. Yeah, like you put it in the can and you keep it. But then like if something got like if I went home and I was like, hey, mom, I got canned today. She'd be like, oh, man, you got fired. Yeah, that's a good point. That's fair. That's fair. So today is part one of uh, our conversation with Sal Canella. Tomorrow is part two. And then on Friday, part one of uh, our six-part series, Remembering and Telling the Story of the 2010 Auburn Tigers. So a lot to get to today. First, want to give a, a shout-out to our friends at Frisky Whiskey. 10,000-square-foot liquor store. It's one of the largest in the state of Georgia, and it's, it's barely in Georgia. A 30-minute drive from Auburn, and they have a huge selection of virtually everything. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you, Zach. Um, all the other times we've talked about, like 10,000 square foot liquor store, um, I have never really, I guess, realized how big that is. It's huge. Uh, and then yesterday or something, I got a text message from my mom about like some family friends that um, we like gawk about how wealthy they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, put a deposit down on a six thousand and something square foot house yeah and so i'm like it's almost i'm sorry two of those. so the the people that we think are over like over the top rich don't even live in a house that's the size of this liquor store yeah so shout out to frisky whiskey they have um, that everything an, taken care of that is you. an absolutely stupidly large liquor store yeah so it's located off of exit two on i-85 in west point georgia you can just follow the billboards at lower prices than uh, than ABC stores due to massive differences in state taxes. So your one-stop shop for liquor, beer, wine, tobacco, and lottery. Check out Frisky Whiskey once again. 30-minute drive from Auburn, located off of Exit 2 on I-85 in West Point, Georgia. Also want to give a nod to our friends at Shady Rays. Uh, if you uh, if, if you order a pair of Shady Rays, first off, hopefully you use our promo code, but you essentially have them or have a pair of them for life. If something mm-hmm. happens to them and you know, I wear Shady Rays, I love this product, I'm a big fan of it. If something happens to them, if you lose them, and it literally says here on the website, if you lost it in the lake, left behind on a hike, no problem. Their sunglasses are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and free replacements if lost or broken. So visit ShadyRays.com. Use promo code Auburn for 25% off your order at ShadyRays.com. They also secure 10 meals to fight hunger through Feeding America with every order that is placed. Absolutely. So check out Shady Rays. Use promo code Auburn for 25% off your order. The NCAA tournament is almost here. 
listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're joined by former Auburn wide receiver Sal Canella. Sal, man, thank you so much. Uh, we, we've talked about you a good bit. You've been kind of a, a, mm-hmm. a, a fan favorite as far as our listeners. So uh, thank you so much for your time this morning. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm gonna jump in here, Sal. I'm probably the uh, the head of your fan club. It's true. And, yeah. and the more research I did on you for this interview, the uh, the more uh, I actually became a fan. Uh, I'd like to start with some football stuff. You have a very interesting story. Um, you you started out in a junior college, and you had to walk on to the junior college team, mm-hmm. and you end up being recruited as a tight end um, and enrolling in Auburn in January. So with all the stuff that's going on right now and Jan- and the uh, the spring football getting canceled, uh, I just want to know how much do you think that's going to affect whether it's the JUCO guys coming in or, or the true freshmen that are coming in and would have had spring but now don't? Um, yeah, it is going to affect them, I mean. If we're being honest, it will. Uh, just because, you know, that springtime is a big time to kind of, you know, just get adjusted to how things really work, you know. It's kind of like uh, laying the foundation, uh, you might say. Um, I know it was really good for me to kind of, you know, get, get you know, a flow of things. You know, the, the pace of the game kind of changes. Uh, you know, just get adjusted to the speed of things and, like, the routine of practice and school and everything that goes with it. So, I mean, yeah, it does affect them. But, uh, I mean, I, 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 talking to my teammates and stuff, I know they have all the meetings that, you know, that we had, and they still have school and stuff. It's just they're doing everything from their computers now. So I guess it's a little bit more lenient. But, you know, I, I, if you're somebody that's kind of dedicated to it and, you know, they, you, you know, take it seriously and you're still working out every day and stuff like that, uh, you should you still should be fine once once it comes down to fall camp, but kind of right. this kind this will kind of show who you know is taking advantage of having more time on their hands than they usually would. Sal, looking back at when you uh, you had signed with Auburn and and fans were super eager. I mean, some some places had you listed as a tight end, some places had you listed as an athlete, but. All these people saw this this tall, big-bodied guy that's super athletic coming, and you know you came in the same time as as Auburn's quarterback at the time. So I mean, there was all kinds of excitement happening uh, around your group coming in, and there was all this talk about okay, so what's Sal Canella going to do in this offense? And uh, I mean, there was kind of all these different things. Is is the role that unfolded? Uh, during your time at Auburn, kind of what you expected when you came in? Because I know the first time the media got to saw you. You were lining up at H back, I think. Yeah, uh, I mean, if we're being honest, no, that it didn't turn out at all how I expected. Uh, I, I came in wanting to wanting to play tight end. Uh, I mean, I was number one junior college tight end. Yeah, uh, I played I played a little bit of receiver in high school, but I wanted to play tight end, and that was kind of like the reason I came there was we had a new OC come in. Um, he was, you know, he was a transfer from, it was Coach uh, Tip Lindsay. He was coming from ASU, 
and you know they kind of just sold me on them you know starting to use the tight end and stuff like that and how they were going to incorporate me but then uh I don't know just things changed a little bit you know after uh you know after a certain amount of time it kind of in their eyes they felt like they could use me more at receiver in our offense and that's what it kind of comes down to is basically our offense does your offense use the tight end or does it not you know how do how does the playbook incorporate the tight end and they felt that you know i could use they i could be used better you know as a receiver and it worked out i mean to a degree, but at the same time, I would have liked to play tight end the whole time while I was there. So I thought we could have done some damage with some of the players that we had. And we know that in Gus Malzahn's offense, he puts a real emphasis on, on wide receivers blocking uh, in the run game, especially down the field. How much do you think that playing tight end in junior college and learning the how to be a, a good blocker period really helped you um, earn playing time and get on the field. Oh, it was a major part. I mean, that was just, it was the emphasis. I mean, if you're not blocking, you weren't going to play. Um, and at the same time, like, like I said, I wanted to play tight end, but at receiver at our school, I mean, at Auburn, you're blocking damn near just as much as a tight end. Um, and you're asked to you're asked to make some major key blocks on like our jet sweeps and our reverses and stuff like that, as you guys seen. So, um, I mean, it, being a tight end and moving into that role, I mean, yeah, I mean, physicality was always there for me. I, I never shied away from it. And I I did love it. Uh, it's a little it's a little different going from kind of junior college uh, to a college level, and like I had to kind of switch up my technique technique of things in junior college like i was standing there just trying to embarrass everybody just kind of you know put you on the highlight <laughs> tape and stuff like that to get recruited but once once i got to auburn i mean i still had some of that in me but i kind of had to tone tone it down not in sense of the physicality but kind of like just technique on things just so you don't, you don't get blown by and you know screw your own dude right no that makes sense that makes i mean as far as what your role is I mean, you can. You, I mean, you did a good job holding that role down as that big body, you know, that big slot guy that that uh, that that uh, Stidham and, and then Knicks last year kind of relied on. There's this assumption that the guy that's going to do that next is um, is Shedrick, Shedrick Jackson. Is that kind of what you would uh, what you would assume moving forward, or you think somebody else could possibly step up and do that role? No, no, no. Shed has all the tools in the world to be that player. And he could do he could play outside, that's the thing. Um I think one thing that gets very un uh unappreciated and that's just based on, you know our guys do things, you know, very well. Our receivers do things very well. They do what we they get asked of very well. But I feel like, you know, they have, you know, the talent to do even more. And I think with this new O C coming in this year, uh, you know, just from what I heard, you know, they're going to have a little bit more leniency to, you know, really display their skill set. So, Shed being an example, he's a guy that, you know, he got moved to slot last year, right? But he has all the capabilities in the world to, you know, play in our system, was it the, the nine, you know? Like, he's an outside receiver, so he has the speed. He's probably one of the top, probably second to third fastest in that room. 
So, I mean, I feel fully, you know, confident in his ability, you know, seeing him at practice, seeing the work he puts in, I, I think he's going to do just fine. In your career, you caught touchdowns from Jarrett Stidham, Bo Nix, and Ryan Davis. Who threw the best ball? Woo, shit. Uh, damn, come on. All right, that one. <laughs> I'm gonna have a little. I'm gonna have a little. Uh, uh, little wide receiver love for my boy Ryan. Uh, that's my dog. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to give it to him. I have to. Can't break that love, man. Good. Uh, we were hoping you. Yeah, would that's say what we Ryan. wanted you to yeah. say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Of all those touchdowns that you had at Auburn, uh, I think I know the answer here. But is there one that stands out over the other ones? You know, it's it, it's 100. percent it's, it's between the Washington and the Alabama ones, of course. But I don't know. I was crazy. I was thinking about this the other day, which one kind of was like crazier to me. I I personally think the Alabama one. I think the better touchdown. I to me, the more impressive one is the Washington one. Really? But yeah, I I didn't think the the Alabama one was too like difficult in my eyes. I don't know if it might sound crazy to some people, but what? I was kind of just, it was pretty average in my eyes. But okay. The, but the Alabama one, I would give it, I would choose just because, just of how that whole year was playing out and kind of just, you know, really just waiting on like an opportunity the whole year and for it to happen in that game and to be that style of a touchdown, it was a great touchdown, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took a lot of skill and concentration, but just for it, just how everything was playing out that year, for it to you know for it to end the year like that, uh, it was just pretty amazing in my eyes. So after a while, there became this uh, I don't know if narrative is the right word, but Auburn won every game that you caught a touchdown pass in uh, until the your final oh, game as a student against Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. Um, so whenever you would catch a touchdown, people get all excited. Auburn's going to win. Um, do you want to go ahead and take the credit for all of those wins? I'm giving you a chance definitely, here. Definitely not, but I will. I will take credit in you know helping the team win. I'll say that. But I wouldn't say I'm the reason we won, but you know, I mean, all those games where I did score. Uh, I mean, if you look back at it, uh, I won't say they were all pivotal touchdowns, but they definitely, you know, either kept us in the game or gave us momentum. Okay. I okay. think I think that's a great answer. Diplomatic. I think that sure. is fantastic. We'll continue our conversation with Sal Canella in a moment. Hope you guys are enjoying it. But first, I uh, want to give some love to our friends at Built Bar. Michael, you're a big fan of Built Bar. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Built Bar. We like to say that we work out a lot, even though we've kind of been slacking during this pandemic. But they, uh, they, I don't know, I, I just encourage you to go to BuiltBar.com, have a look around. ton of different flavors. You can buy you know, variety boxes so you can kind of zone in and figure out if you just want a full box of one or two. You can create your own boxes. But uh, they have new flavors out, chocolate cookie dough. Mango and peach cobbler, as well as a, a ton of others. So yeah, the two new flavors that you just named, Zach, uh, chocolate cookie dough, mango and peach cobbler, they're they're only a bump offer, is what they call them. Um, that means it, it's technically an add-on. It's mm-hmm. nine ninety five for six bars, but 
you get $10 off. Yeah. So, so with, you can get those six bars for free. Yeah. So with the promo code, yeah, you're not even paying for it. So BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON and get $10 off your first box at BuiltBar.com. NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, Sal, what are you what are you up to these days, man? I, I, you know, just following you on Instagram and, you know, it kind of made yeah. the circle around the Auburn media. It sounds like... Sounds like you've got a pretty big uh, undertaking that you're working on right now. Tell us about it. Yeah, no, so I'm, I'm fully focused on football, I mean. Sure. When people, I, I want to get I want to get it clear that, I mean, football football stuff isn't over at all. I mean, it kinda, I kind of get, I feel uh, offended when people, uh, I don't know, I get a lot of messages, a lot of, like, not calls, but, you know, a lot. I hear a lot of people, like, kind of saying, like, don't give up on football, blah, 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 just because I didn't get signed right away. Sure. Uh, and it's like, I find it almost disrespectful because of everything I got, I've been through to get to this point, you know. If you know anything about me, you would know that this thing's far from over. Yeah. So I just want to say that. But at the same time, um, I'm fully focused on football, working on that. But at the same time, you know, I'm fully running this clothing line, kind of working on marketing ideas and stuff. I dropped that a few weeks ago. Um, I got a couple new pieces coming out for the summer. Uh, kind of, you know, the whole day really consists of, you know, training in the morning till the early afternoon. And then from there on, you know, I'm really just chilling, doing my recovery stuff and kind of just working on the computer, working on ideas and stuff like that. You know, going to a school like Auburn and kind of, you know, getting that degree there. And, you know, my, my other, like, athletes, uh, Anyone that goes to that school as an athlete kind of knows, you know, when you go to a big school like that and you got to, you know, balance school and football or school and whatever sport you're doing, you know, you get really good at, I wouldn't say multitasking, but be able to, you know, time management. So, you know, I felt very, I feel very comfortable being able to, you know, fully run this, uh, this fashion business at the same time while, uh, you know, fully focusing on football. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So what's the training look like right now? Are you out in, uh, are you out in Arizona right now? Yeah, so I'm in Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, things out here aren't as you know shut down as some other places. Okay. Um, so that's a that's a plus. But you know I, I'm getting a lot of a lot of good field work in. I got a, a couple of wide receiver, tight end trainers out here that I've been working with. Um, and then I was originally training at Exos. I don't know if you're familiar with the the place. That's where I did my pre-draft training. Um, but I'm still getting my uh, workouts from them, from them, even though their gym is closed. But there's a private gym I've been able to go to, kind of to get my lifts in and stuff. Yeah. So you know, my training hasn't really toned down too much. Honestly, I might be doing more, <laughs> but the one thing I am kind of missing out on is, you know, like all the recovery work I would usually be able to get at Exos like that. So. Sure, sure. Well, for folks listening, if they want to. If they want to support you, I mean, what, what's the best way to check out um, some of the non-football stuff that you have going on? Yeah, yeah so you can, uh, so I do have a website that sells all my stuff, uh, nellodesigns.com, that's uh, two N's, N-N-E-L-L-A, designs.com. Or, I mean, you could just follow me on Instagram. Everything kind of goes through there at Sal Nell. 
uh, you know, the link is in my bio there. You know, I kind of post updates on everything going on there. I will start my own Instagram for um, my line or for my uh, company, but just now is not the time for that. So. All right, man. So that's our first uh, first part of our conversation with Sal Canella. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I I, uh, I I mean, I love this interview. Uh, I think you did too, Zach. I hope that comes across uh, in the re- the recording of it really well because we had tons of fun doing it. Um, I hope Sal had fun doing it. It was. It gets a lot more fun tomorrow, just okay. to be honest with you. So we'll uh, we'll jump on that tomorrow. And once again, tune in Friday for part one of our six-part documentary series on the 2010 Auburn Tigers. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.